final four, three, two, one. The boys are back in town. Welcome to Blur's Madness, the first, best, and only podcast about all things Loyola Ramblers basketball. I'm your host, Michael Lauer, and I'm joined by my two co-hosts. First of all, we got Tim Nazanin. How's it going? Good, Tim. How are you? I've just been hibernating all uh, summer, but we're back. We're back, baby. And also joining us via Skype is our other co-host, Jimmy Amin. Jimmy, what's up? Not too much. I have not been hibernating. Been out enjoying the great weather. What's um, What's been going on in your life, Jim? What What have you been up to this summer? not a whole lot. Had a kid. Oh. Um. You know, normal adult stuff. Oh wow. Yeah. I I yeah. Uh, so so sounds like nothing. Anyways, yeah. moving on. I I reached to level <laughs> uh, seven hundred and thirty eight on Candy Crush. Congrats, so man! That's huge. I think that's a bigger wow. accomplishment. That is huge. Not man. to brag. Not to brag, but. It might be a bigger deal. Might be a bigger deal. I think that's a much bigger deal. But uh, congrats, Jimmy. We're we're happy to have Layla into cool. this world. New Blurs fan. New part of Blurs oh, yeah. Mafia. Absolutely. Already got the onesie. Ready to go. There you go. <laughs> you know, so we are back for the second season of Blur's Madness. We didn't record an episode after the Final Four. Were we supposed to do that? Was that something we should have done? Yes, maybe. Like a wrap-up episode or something? Whoops. <laughs> well, I don't think yeah. we, we were in the best shape. We were not doing too well after that loss to Michigan. One I, of us... uh, would you guys be okay with me just apologizing on behalf of all of us to the fans? I think that sounds great, actually. My okay. blood is boiling well, just hearing the, Mich- the word Michigan. <laughs> So, yeah, you know what? I'm starting to get fired up again, so I don't know if I can apologize. I don't even think I'm over it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, should have recorded, didn't. <laughs> but uh, truly, between the three of us, I think I took that one the hardest, and I don't think I could record until now. But now, as Tim said, my blood is boiling again, so this is not good. <laughs> It it was a tough loss. I think I was the one saying, hey, at least we made it that far. That's a huge accomplishment. You two had different thoughts. I was I was planning a parade route around Rogers. You Park. were. You were. I had yeah. um, I at the bar I had a map out. I had an old school map out with a red Sharpie just doing mm-hmm. parade routes. Yeah. Didn't yep. <laughs> and yeah, Jimmy I think, being I think I was staring off in the into the distance and just saying, Not like this. <laughs> That is true, you were. I think being from Michigan, you took it a little bit harder. Yep, I had plenty of friends, family, anyone you could name hitting me up, and it was not good. And it made it even worse. <laughs> Your sister went there. Well, former sister. <laughs> <laughs> yep, no 
longer talk to her. Yeah. Well, no, no one worried about that. Yeah. No one's no one's worried. Trust me. Yeah. But we are back for the second season. Yeah. We uh, new season, new us. Yeah, new us. New year, new me. Oh. Yeah. Jimmy's a dad. Tim and I got haircuts. Yeah. New new year, new seats. New year, new seats. We, I like that. Yes. Ooh. We do have new seats. We'll reveal that maybe in a later episode. Yeah. Where we are. Yeah. Yeah, right up in the wolves den, boys. <laughs> Where we always belonged. Yes. But uh so we if, wanted... if anyone can get us up there, let us know. <laughs> yes, please. That's true, please. That request is still out. Get us up there. <laughs> so we just kinda wanted to start this season with um you know, we didn't do a wrap up episode, but in lieu of that, we decided to interview one of the stars of that entire run, Ben Richardson. Obviously, every Blurs fan knows who he is. He's um, going to be playing in Poland next year. So why don't we just hop right into that interview? This is the uh, interview with NCAA star Ben Richardson. Blurs Madness, Ben Richardson. 2018. We going to Poland, baby. Yeah, yeah. Whoa. Hello. Uh, walk it like I talk it. Walk it. Walk it like I talk it. Walk it. Walk it like I talk it. Woo. Walk it like I talk it. You. Walk it like I talk it. Walk it. Walk it like I talk it. Walk it. Walk it like I talk it. Woo. Walk it like I talk it. Hey. Walk it like I talk it. Walk it. Walk it like I talk it. Walk it. Walk it like I talk it. Walk it. Walk it like I talk it. Woo. All right, we now welcome on the Missouri Valley Defensive Player of the Year, the man who led Loyola to 89 wins over his four years, the most in Loyola's history. He was the most outstanding player of the NCAA South region, but most importantly, he's Clayton Custer's best friend, Ben Richardson. Ben, how you doing? I'm good, good, good to be on. Good to have you. We appreciate you doing this. Thanks for being on. So we want to start by just saying uh, the big news. You have been drafted to play on a team in Polish, the MKS. Dombrowa Górnica. Yep, that was us that was speaking us. us we that. Speak, we speak we fluent speak Poland, Polish. Fluent Polish. <laughs> so um, how excited are you to head over there? I'm super excited. Um, you know, I, I got to, I got to you, know, you know, play for this coach, actually, that, that coaches for the club. Um, in Vegas when I got drafted to the showcase. So it actually was it was a perfect situation for me to, you know, in, interact with um, an international coach that, you know, I had a potential of, you know, getting a job from. And I think I played well, and, and, and I think that he saw kind of, you know, that I, I'd fit into his system. And um, and I think that, you know, after talking to him and, and kind of just hearing how, you know, he, he wanted to run, uh, you know, his pro, how he runs his, his offense and, and what, the way he wanted to utilize me. Um, you know, it seemed like a really, really, really good fit. It's a, it's a great league for me to start, you know, rookie year. Um, it's, it's, it's a tough league. There's a ton of good players. Um, you know, just off the top of my head, guys that have signed to play there, you know, Vanderbilt's point guard, uh, guard from St. Mary's is, is headed to Poland as well. So um, a lot of good players, and, and uh, I'm excited. I'm, I'm leaving actually a week from tomorrow, so I'm I'm geared up and I'm, I'm, I'm pumped. Yeah. Have you ever been there? I have not. You know, the only place I've ever been in Europe was, was Spain when we did the uh, 
the uh, abroad trip uh, or going into our junior year there uh, at Loyola. I mean, so, I mean, how, how are you going to do over there? Do you know any Polish Polish words? Oh, man, I, I, I don't know any Polish, honestly. I, I it's, it's something that I, like, I know I need to, like, you know, try and get the basics down. Um, I'm going to give it a good, I'm going to give it a good, you know, effort. But I, as far as I've, you know, heard that, you know, most people speak English, so I, I think that that's going to help. But um, I'm hoping that, you know, being around a bunch of Polish speakers, that it'll be able to, you know, it'll help me out and maybe I'll be able to pick it up a little bit. But, yeah, I think it's going to be different. I mean, obviously the culture is going to be different and all that. But, you know, I've heard, you know, people are nice there and stuff. And at the end of the day, I'm playing basketball and that's a universal language. So I no. think uh, it's going to well, well, like I mean, you're you're a little bit in luck because me and Mike speak fluent Polish. Fluent. And so we will we, we're here to now teach you some basketball terms, some trash talk. So um, this is the first one. It's gonna say, "Pass me the ball." How do you say that, Mike? You say it as. And that was Mike's voice saying that. <laughs> yep. So if you you know, that's one term. Let's see um, another no, one. If, yeah, this is my team. To jest mój Mike, great job doing that. Um, let's see. There's another one. Oh, this, this is, is this is trash talk. Yeah, you Just, can't guard me. Yeah. All right. So if you want to tell somebody after you hit a uh, you know three in their face, this is what you say. Mike, go ahead. Nie możesz mnie ochronić. Can you say that, Ben? You want us to say it again? We... Obviously, did your homework. I haven't done my homework yet. I'm, I'm gonna need to prep. For a long time, so I can that. And I think, oh, and then this is a, a Loyola twist on it. Yeah. No finish line. Mike, how do you say that in Polish? Oh, good job, Mike. <laughs> that is unbelievable. So you have those terms. Well, I'm impressed. Yeah. <laughs> so you have those terms. <laughs> those, you can take it. Those to definitely, that's going to be, my, that's gonna be my, my baseline right there. I'm going to have those. And I think they're... I think I'm gonna definitely, you know, get some respect if I can if I can say all those terms. Yeah, and just call us if you need help pronouncing it. We can help you out. Yeah, yeah, we'll be your <laughs> yeah, Polish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I got a resource now. I got a resource now. If I if I ever get in the jam, I'm definitely definitely gonna reach out to you guys. Yeah, definitely don't use Google Translate. <laughs> just call us. Uh, <laughs> so you you were just talking about you know playing in Poland and just like playing international basketball in general. So, like, what can you take from your time at Loyola that, like, prepared you for this moment in your career, just starting out as a rookie in Europe? Right, yeah. I mean, there's so many things, you know. To start, you know, going coming out of Kansas and, and, and going to Chicago, you know, felt like a huge adjustment for me when I was a freshman. And, and there were times, you know, I was homesick and I fell out of place. And, and, and then, you know, just by kind of – Throwing all everything into basketball was how I, you know, got over that, and then and you know, get, getting close relationships with all my teammates and stuff. And so I know I know that it's going to be an adjustment, but uh, I know that um, you know I'm going to be able to get through it. You know, first of all, just just because of you know how how I acclimated when I you know headed to college, and then and then I've so many things from from Coach Mosier and the staff and. And my teammates, and I think that my development over the last four years is, has, is a, you know, a tribute to you know our staff and and all the uh, coach sure. measure ran ran practices ran um, you know his offense and, and the way he attacked every day 
um, with, with, with intensity and energy. It's definitely going to be something that, you know, I, I, you know, it doesn't go unnoticed. And, it's something, and there's reasons why, you know, I sound like him now saying, like, there's reasons, like, yeah, like, that stuff that I learned from, from Coach Moser says, you know, bringing it every day is going to be something that's going to help you be successful and, and having that uh, attitude, the right attitude and the energy. It's infectious. It's definitely something I've learned from him. That it's it's going to be infectious. Yeah. Oh, I mean, anybody that's ever met knows Colin and it's and it's something that I will definitely take with me for sure. Yeah. Um, so, like, let's talk about before signing with with this Polish team. I mean, what was that pre-draft process like? I know you worked out with the Bulls. I mean, how was it working out with Dante? Did you work out with Dante during the the Bulls tryout? I did. Yeah, I mean, yeah, how was I that? Did, I did. It was, it was really cool. It was really cool, honestly. Um, you know, initially, um, my agent, you know, told me I had I gotta work out with the Bulls and be and kind of give me the details. And I was back in Chicago, you know, getting ready for it. And I was working out with Dante, getting ready for it, because um, he he had already worked out with the Bucks and he was getting ready for some other ones. And he knew he had one coming with the Bulls, but he didn't have the date yet. And so I got the list. You know, I got the list of who I'd be working out with, the itinerary and all that. And and he wasn't on it at that point. Um, there was a couple other guys, you know, that that were, you know, in, in the workout. And then, and then like, the next day, he was like, yeah, like, I, my agent just, like, gave me up, I guess, the spot opened up, and he's gonna, he was going to be in the same one as me. So then we were really excited about that. Oh, and, sure. um, you know, that was my, that was my, that was my one NBA workout. And that was my first one. So I, I didn't really know what to expect. And, you know, just, just being, you know, working at Mill and, I mean, and, and Dante both. What was, what was know, like the night before? What was the night before like? You know, like, I, I can't imagine, you know, I'm about to go work out for an NBA team. And I, 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 like, did you get any sleep? Like, what was going through your head the night before? Yeah, I mean, it, it, you kind of just, like, I was just trying to, you know, make it simple as, as possible, you know, I'm going to go, I'm going to be me, I'm going to do what I do and, and, and try to control the things I can control. And, and that was, you know, you know, playing hard and competing and, you know, hopefully I make a lot of shots and, and do them. But like definitely, we were just, me and Dr. were just chilling that night and, you know, we're, you know, we, we came in as freshmen, uh, you know, working out or, you know, playing at Loyola, you know, put in front of, you know, thousand five hundred things and then you know we ended up with all these opportunities and so there, we had a, me we definitely had a, a lot of points where we kind of reflecting and and all that but yeah it was it was really cool just to to, to get to do that with, with him because you know there'd be moments when we were in the workout and like there was one point where it was a three-on-three drill and it was full court three-on-three you know competitive drill and and I drove baseline, and, and me and Doctor were on the same team, and he drifted to the corner just like we had done in practice yeah. a million times. And, I hit three. and like, and it was times like that where I kind of like stopped and like, oh, that, you know, that that's that's just like a walk in the park for us. We've been doing that for a long time. Yeah, so it's kind of funny that we were in that setting, um, you know, doing doing things that we were doing, you know, at Gentile Arena. Yeah, wearing time. Bulls uniforms, doing yeah. that. That's got to be such a cool feeling. Because, like, you two were, like, kind of the two that, like, revitalized this program at Loyola, which was, like, a huge thing. I know, like, Porter said it to you after the game in the Final Four. They caught that on Mike. Um, but, like, that had to be such a cool moment, just being with Dante after everything you guys had been through the last four years and then the Final Four. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was, it was 
Oh, I mean, 100%. It's tough. But, yeah, I mean, it, it definitely, it was every single piece. You know, me and Dante, obviously, were, you know, the four-year guys that, that have been here. But it, it took, you know, every guy that came before us and, and every coach that, that's been that's been a part of it all. And, and uh, every, you know, it's, it even goes through, you know, the athletic department. You know, Steve Watson came in, and he made a huge commitment to, to our program from uh, the time he, he got to Loyola. And, and so just just all the way up, you know, it, it's, 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 it's really cool to see kind of how, how high we, we got to climb and we got to enjoy, you know, the success of all that. Um, and then, you know, for me and Dante specifically, um, you know, we've, you know, we've had a lot of times where we just, you know, sat and been thinking about, like, you know, being being up there in Chicago in the summer now, now we're just working out, trying to you know get our pro career started, and and, and we're thinking about how far we've come since freshman year, and, and it's 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 real cool. Yeah, I mean, it's been a wild ride. It's yeah. been an insane ride, and like, I mean, let's just talk about that that final four run. I mean, how was it afterwards? You know, just you know, it was over. How w- w- did anything change in your life? I mean. What did it feel like? Yeah, it, it's hard to explain just because like, it still it still doesn't set in just quite, you know. Now, if I get introduced to someone new or, or whatever, if I meet somebody or if I haven't seen them in a long time, like, it, it's kind of attached to your name now. Like, they're going to say, hey, this is, you know, Ben Richardson. He played in the Final Four. And, and that's, that's, that's wild. That's hard to get to. It's wild because yeah, you, you go, you all of a sudden have this signifier, something that kind of defines you in, in, a, in an awesome way, and it's like it's a great thing to be known for. Oh, yeah, so hard to do. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, you know how many great college basketball players have, have not made the Final Four, and, 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 it, and it just shows how great of a team we had, and how special, you know. The, the performance that you know so many guys and, and the collectively that that we had and the support we had so yeah it's, it's crazy like actually i was i was just in colorado um this last week and so and i was i was hiking and i literally i was wearing a little sweatshirt and i literally had like four people like stop me on the mountain like on the mountain <laughs> and like oh like you played for Loyola, right like i was like yeah like you've been interested in, like, oh, like, we're like, just talking to people on the side of the mountain in Colorado, right? And I, that kind of stuff, like, I don't even think about, like, when I'm when I'm going to do stuff like that, I'm not thinking about, like, you know, people are going to recognize me or anything, but, yeah. but yeah, it's really, it has changed some things like that, and, and there's definitely a lot of opportunities now that have opened opened up just, just because of the run, and, and I, think, I think a lot of, you know, half the battle of, you know, getting a j- good job professionally playing is, is being relevant and, you know, having people who, having the people who, like know who you are and, and can say, all right, well, my agent's, you know, advocating for me and, and he's, he's saying, all right, well, what do you think about Ben Richardson um, for your guys' club, good shooter and stuff like that? And immediately they think, okay, well, he's a winner. He's a final, final four participant. Whereas like maybe a year ago, if I would have been looking for, you know, a job overseas, it would have been a lot harder just because, you know, it, it, Loyola wasn't a household name like it is now. So, right. yeah. so yeah. I'm I'm uh, I'm extremely blessed, and and a lot of doors have opened up because of it. And so it's it's been it's been really cool. Absolutely. And, you know, you're just talking about like getting to the Final Four and just being there, how it raised your exposure. But the game before, you know, 
you got to the Final Four. You had a career high 23 points against Kansas State. And we know you're from Kansas. So did the opponent have anything to do with it that you just went off that game? Yeah. Is this something against Bruce <laughs> Weber? Because I don't know, man. I mean, people say that all the time. Like, I get that all the time. Ah, I thought we were original. <laughs> well, no. Like, you know, I'm, when I'm back home, I'm like, I'm like, I'm seeing people I know and stuff, and they're like, damn, um, you know, K-State, you know, I was, I thought I was cheering for them, and I was, I was real hurt when you guys were, started beating up on them, and then, and then they found, you know, they, they kind of had to start rooting for, you know, me and Clay, because we're hometown kids and stuff like that, so we, we've heard that a lot, um, just, but, I don't know, it wasn't really, I didn't have any, I didn't have much animosity built up for K-State, you know, I respected the program and, and everything that Coach Weber's done there. But I more just like the moment, you know, that, that, that kind of moment always, you know, as a competitor, you want to be in, in situations where it's a, it's a big game, the lights are on, it's, you know, it's, it's do or die. And, and that's where, you know, competitors thrive. And I, I like to think of myself as, you know, a, 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 a ultimate competitor and, and so, in a game like that, when when things are flowing and and things start feeling easier to you, it's just there's nothing like it, honestly. And, and um, I had it, I had it going. Uh, I knew it from the first shot. I mean, I think you can look back uh, on the clips. Uh, the first three I made on the sideline, I think it was you know early in the game. Uh, Dante found me on the opposite uh, at the opposite corner, and mm-hmm. I hit a three. And, and you could tell I was feeling it because the first shot I made. I like I did like the three finger blow the blow the gun you know I blow the smoke out of the gun. Oh, so I, yeah. I, I usually don't like celebrate like that, especially after on my first three. On your you first tell, shot, like, that is I the one. That, <laughs> I hit that celebration on my first make, and so you can tell I was feeling it. Right you know what's funny about that, Ben, is the guy who does the podcast with us. Um, he just had a baby, so he's not joining us today. But he sent us that picture of you doing that, and he said you gotta ask Ben about this picture. And it was yeah. you doing that finger three gun. So now we know yeah. you're just feeling it. No, and and then that and that's like I actually did that on the first and like think about it. Like I could have made one and then and then missed like my next five. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I would have yeah. done that on the yeah. first on the first three and it would have looked I would have looked like an idiot. But <laughs> <laughs> I was feeling it and so like that's how you could tell that I was feeling it and, and the, the hoop just got bigger and bigger after that. I mean, I watched those highlights and I looked at the comments on the on the YouTube, and somebody said you're the next Clay Thompson. So send that over to your agent because <laughs> that's that's something to carry with you. But the, I mean, it was wild. I was at that game and I was just watching, and I'm because I you know followed your career, and you're always you know def- of course defensive player of the year. You always did the little things, and you did them really well. And then, but seeing you just becoming this like offensive weapon for us. It was, I, I, like, you know how you were in the zone? As a fan, I was also in the zone <laughs> of going, like, what am I witnessing here? And, like, I'm doing the three-gun thing and, like, in the stands and all this stuff. So, like, you had all these fans, up, like, on your back, basically, like, celebrating with you. It was a trip. It was unbelievable to watch you do your thing, like, out there. Yeah, man. I mean, it, and I got to give credit to the fans, man. Can you believe the way that Loyola Ramblers, you know, the, the little school, the little Jesuit school in Chicago brought these 
rowdy, loud fans <laughs> down all the way down to Atlanta. And I, I was honestly like surprised. I was like, wow, like, I can't believe that, that our fans are going crazy like that. And, and they just feel, you guys just feel about us. And, and we were, we couldn't be more thankful for that. Oh, I'm, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, you're it, welcome. Yeah. <laughs> If you could send us a piece of the Final Four trophy, we'll just we'll we'll take it. Or a piece of a net, you know, anything like that. But I mean, yeah, I mean, we were swinging those scarves around yeah. like crazy. I I remember I was. You hitting, had Tommy John because of that. I, yes, and I actually hit a couple people in the face with it too. So uh, yeah, no, people got hurt. But, um, yeah. So let's let's talk about you and Clayton, the best friends. I mean, like everybody. Throughout, throughout the whole time, everybody yeah. was talking about your friendship. But we want to ask this one question. What is your all-time record playing one-on-one against Custer? Oh, that's a tough one. You know, we, obviously, it's we've played probably a million games one-on-one. Um, and and it, 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 yeah, I mean, it's probably pretty even, you know, because the, the thing about it is, like, if I, if I never played against Clay, he probably beat me majority of the time. But, like, I just know every single thing he's going to do most of the time. And, like, like I know that he wants it in his left hand. Like, he's going to start the move with his left. And it's going to be a hesitation. It's either going to be a cross or he's going to hesitate and push out the left and probably be a one-two pull-up. And so, like, things like that. Like, I just I just kind of can jump things like that. And But the thing, like, he, he might he might be a one-on-one. But the thing about me and Clay is he cannot beat me in horse. That is, you oh. can ask him. Like, oh. He beat me in horse because I have, uh, I have an, a, a, a proficient left-handed jumper that he is yet to perfect. And until he does that, I will continue to beat him in horse. I mean, I, I feel like we might have to delete this part. Because yeah, you can't you, say that, man. You just gave away his whole tape. <laughs> Like you just did a scouting report on him, and I, because I know every MVC team listens to this podcast. Yep. So you know you just gave it away, but a horse. Okay, so he can't he can't beat you in horse. We'll, yeah. uh, we'll take that. Yeah, we'll take that. You know, like so you were basically best friends with him. What was your recruiting style to get Clayton to come to Loyola? And did you learn you know some of that from Porter when you were trying to uh, get him to you know yeah. switch to Loyola? Oh man, I, I'll tell you, uh, honest to God, initially, Clay's visit to Loyola was, you know, it the originally was just it was going to be just literally a bros trip, um, paid for by Loyola basketball. Yeah, like I, I convinced him. I was like, all right, like I knew I knew kind of midway through the season um, that you know he, he wasn't things weren't going the way he wanted at Iowa State. You know, he's in a tough situation, like Monte Morris one of the best point guards in the country that year, if not the best. And he was, you know, a year ahead of Clay, and, or ended up being one of the best point guards. And, and, and he was a year ahead of Clay, so that, you know, that, that, that was, wasn't what Clay, you know, kind of had thought was going to be the situation when he got there. And, and so he, you know, he kind of was letting, him know, letting me know about his situation. And I was like, you know, conveying how I was, how everything was going for me at Loyola. And so when he was, you know, finally got his release, and I, I told our coaches about, like, yeah, like, we need to get on Clay because I think that, you know, I think he'd be perfect for us. And, like, obviously they had seen Clay play a bunch just because um, they had, you know, come to recruit me at our, at our high school. And, and so they were, like, completely on board, like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. 
And so, so initially I was like, yo, Clay, you realize you could come visit Chicago, all expenses free, <laughs> and we could have everything paid for, and we'd have a great time, like, hanging out, doing whatever we wanted, like, if you just say you're going to come on an official visit. And that's <laughs> you literally, like, 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 literally, that's how it started. Like, I was like, I was like, if nothing else, just come visit, and, like, you can pretend that you, you want to come play here and, and not even really want to. But honestly, you know, he, he, he loved all the same things that I loved about it. And I think the idea of like playing with, with me and, and, and living with me and, and us getting back together and, and getting to, to, you know, live life in Chicago was, was ultimately too much to pass up. Um, but I'll tell you, my, my recruiting style was literally, what does Clay want to do? Like, how do we just have the most fun possible? It wasn't like, all right, well, you got to talk to this academic advisor. See if this, like, no, it wasn't. It wasn't your typical um, uh, campus visit because you know he's seen all that. He's seen a million college campuses. Right. He knows kind of what's what, and and he knew that you know I knew what was what with Loyola, and if he had any real questions about stuff, important stuff like that, he was going to get the answer by me, and and I was going to give him. I wasn't going to you know front with him. I wasn't going to you know try and try and deceive him or trick him about anything. So. Yeah. We were just trying to, you know, have a good time, and, and we did whatever, you know, he wanted. And, and that is how I became a great recruiter and, <laughs> and got him to sign on the dotted line right there. The one and only recruit, right? I mean, so how, how did yeah. you guys – I mean, so the media loved your friendship story and literally brought it up every single time. It For, like, Blur's Mafia, it became a joke where we would just drink every time they mentioned – um, your friendship <laughs> since third grade. And so, like, did it get old for you guys, or did you did you like it? Did you think it was cool? I mean... Uh, you know you know how... It, I mean, it, it's funny, because, like, all my friends, like, all of our friends and, like, most of our family friends and stuff, they all got so... Because they, they were watching us, you know, play Missouri Valley games, and they would talk about it. Yeah. And, you know, you, know, you guys are, like, familiar with Mitch Holtis, right? Who? Mitch Holtis. No, no. I'm about to Google okay, so him. Okay, so Mitch Holtis, he does a lot of he does a lot of like the Valley games during the year. And oh yeah. He is also the voice of the Chiefs, which a lot of people don't know. But he he's like the radio voice of the Chiefs. Okay. Like, he is super like everybody. He he did our ESPNU games this year and stuff. Um, and so he is like a huge Kansas City guy. And so he loved me and Clyde. So our friends and family would get so sick of like him talking about like like oh like loyal north the Northwest kids like <laughs> da, 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 talking about like all this stuff that only Kansas City people would get. And it's just funny because that grew from from Mitch Holtz's <laughs> like down to Mitch Holtz's first of all because that's my guy. He's an awesome dude. He's a K State guy. He might uh, not he might not like you anymore. So <laughs> just give you a heads up. <laughs> well, well, he's a he's a, he's a Chiefs guy. And I'm a Chiefs guy, so so we're we're looking for big things on Thursday night. But that's a side note. <laughs> so so as, as things kind of grew, as things kind of grew, um, it was funny because like people would get really annoyed. But like for us, you know, obviously it would be cool when you know Marsh Madness Confidential did a little thing on us and and all that, and like and it turned from you know. Chicago media and like Missouri Valley like stuff to then like national media so like that was cool for because like a lot of you know I guess across the country 
people didn't really know the story and, and all that, but yeah. but definitely uh, the the Kansas City like people were like very done hearing about that. <laughs> <laughs> like a million times. They were hoping. I think a lot of them were hoping we would lose just so they'd stop having to hear about it all over again. We never felt that way. No, I would. I for a national championship, <laughs> I would guys, listen. I would listen to that a hundred times in a row. No, well, that is true. I mean, yeah, we were playing that drinking game. So yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we got wasted. <laughs> so what do you think, uh, kind of just to bring it down a little bit level, what do you think you're going to miss most about Loyola? It's us, right? Oh, that's tough. <laughs> yeah, of course, of course. The, the, the whole podcast of the brand. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It, it, it's tough to say. I guess probably the people of the community, like Loyola is such a tight-knit community, and, and um, you, you know, when you leave, you, you, I mean, I haven't been gone that long. And I was still up there a lot this summer, but you kind of realize, you know, how many good people are up there and, and, you know, people look out for each other. And, and I've, you know, had so many people reach out to me and the alumni and, and all that. So definitely the community. I'll miss, I'll miss the guys. I'll miss the coaches. Um, yeah, but I'll miss the team probably the most, though. That, that's that's going to be something that I'm, I'm really going to, going to, you know, be I'm gonna be jealous that Clay's got an extra year because just that being having that bond with your teammates is is um is really special and we had a special group and 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 the new guys that came in too are, are awesome guys and, and and I'm excited for them next year because I think this coming season is gonna be really special as well. Um, so yeah, definitely definitely gonna miss miss the squad. I mean, so what, what do you what do you let's talk about next year? What do you think about? this this team who's going to surprise us is there because i think you've been to some of these practices and watch them play like who should we who should we be on the lookout for oh that's that you see i'm, I'm not going to gas them up i'm not going to gas them up because i know porter, porter would hate that and it would be you know he, he doesn't want any entitlement and all that and, <laughs> and um and that is that is that is completely understanding but I'm really excited about this group. I uh, I think that you know from everything that I've heard and everything that I've I've seen with my own eyes, um, you know they're they, they're they're tough. That the, the young guys are super mature. They came in really ready to compete, and and so I that was the thing that the thing that I think I was most impressed with seeing was was how those new guys just came in, you know, completely unexperienced and, and not, you know, ready for college basketball, you would think as, as freshmen, but they came in completely ready to compete and, and, and they're, you know, way beyond um, your typical freshman as far as IQ and just understanding how to play the game and all that stuff. So we're all great teammates. And, and um, I got to say like the guy to, to look out for next year is going to be a year, um, the transfer from New Mexico. He's going to be He'll be sophomore eligibility wise, and um, you know he's the guy that I guarded every day in practice. And like I'm supposed to be a good defender, well he he made me look silly almost every day. Wait, who was so, this Ben? I think uh, you cut out. I'm I'm talking about it here. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yes, yes. Denardi, oh, Denardi gave us a little insight about him too. <laughs> yeah, he is he is gonna be the guy to look out for next year. For sure. I mean, obviously, you guys know about Cutler. You know about Clay, uh, returning Player of the Year. Yep. Lucas Williamson is going to step into a bigger role. Marcus, you know, like all those guys, you, you got a feel for them. Uh, here is definitely going to impress people, and I think I think the freshmen are going to impress people. I think the freshmen are going to come in ready, 
ready to 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 really take everything head on and and I think that they're definitely advanced for uh, for freshmen for sure. Yeah, I mean, you were talking about guarding these, you know, hair and stuff. Like, so you won Defensive Player of the Year. I mean, did you expect that at the beginning of the season, or was there anything else different that you did to prepare for that season to kind of elevate your game in that respect? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's funny. I um, going into the, the all the awards, like you know, at the end of the end of the Missouri Valley Conference season, uh, I didn't know where I was going to fall. Honestly, right? I was kind of, I was kind of, you know, like, yeah, I think I should make, you know, first team all defense. You know, that was that was one of my goals at the beginning of the year, and I knew that we had a good, we had a better team defense um, this past year, and so. I wasn't. I honestly wasn't. You know, expecting to. I think in my head, I think I'm the best defender in the league. But I mean, you I, are. You know, I'm not, yeah. I'm not, I'm not. What was that? I said you are. You yeah, are we, technically. We agree. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so, but like, I wasn't sure if you know if other people recognized it and all that. And then it didn't really matter to me um, whether I whether I won the award or not. I just wanted. You know, I, I thought that I was worthy of it, and 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 I even like. I think me and Clay had a conversation that I was like, I was like, yeah. Well, you know, I hope I hope I you know get first team. He was like, "Bro, are you serious? Like, you're gonna get like play? You should be defense player of the year." I was like, "Oh, like you think you think I'll get it <laughs> like that?" Like I wasn't really expecting it, but but I was I was really I was really happy, you know, um, to get recognized, and I'm honored cause just because there's so many so many great defenders, you know, have won that award. Guys like Kiel Cotton, Fred Van Vliet, Paris Lee last year. Um, so like that's that's really elite company to be in with. Um, but yeah, you know, going into this year, I think, I think one of the biggest things was, you know, I took a lot, I think I took a lot better care of my body, my senior year, my junior year, I had a lot of, um, I had a lot of nagging injuries here and there. I, I play, I've, I've, I've had this, you know, like these two stress fractures in my back They really, they really hindered me in my junior year. And then I, I learned how to take better care of that, um, my senior year. And, and I was, I was just doing more to, keep up my body and, and my, you know, my health to, 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 to be able to compete at a high level. And, and also I think, you know, when I broke my hand, I was out for a while. Um, yeah. I think that helped me, you know, kind of, that kind of helped my legs a little bit. Ben, that, that scared me. Helped me. <laughs> <laughs> you, I was yeah, so man, scared. I, I, I tell you that I, I, I broke it in the, in the first half of that game at UMKC and I, and I was playing the second half. I played horrible that game and it's, it was, it was, it was, it was bad because, you know, I had I'm at home at Casey. I got like 70 people in the stands for me, family, friends, everybody, and I'm like, I like broke my hand. I'm like, I'm not gonna. I like, I didn't think it was broken or anything, but I knew I'd messed it up, and I was like, I can't like go out on this game, like, playing <laughs> bad. I can't go sit out the rest of the game. I got I got too much pride for my whole family to be out there watching me, and I'm gonna go, you know, sit out because I like bruised my hand or something and I ended up playing the whole second half with a broken hand and and it was it was not pretty and, and I was you know I was I was down about it and I was like all right well am I gonna have to register my senior year I'm gonna miss it for a year and all these you know bad thoughts are going to my head and right. you know I had a, a great surgeon who got me fixed up and, and got back on the court perfect timing to make make that that title run for the for the conference. Yeah that was Yeah bad. absolutely that's dedication man. <laughs> but yeah, yeah I mean, you were... and I gotta also give credit to our athletic trainer Corey because he kept me afloat all four years I was in there 
lots of times, as you guys probably know, I often had ended up after the game with lots of blood and broken bones. Yeah, you you, were, you, you bleed a lot on the court. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and, and that's that's like 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 our trainer would get so mad at me because I'd wear I'd wear white tights and then every without fail like I would be bleeding through them and you'd have to like clean them like with the with the little. Like stuff that cleans the blood, that the refs make them use, and and instead of and so instead of like because he, he knew that I was gonna wear white tights anyway, and I just they turn red with blood. Like he would just he would wrap my knees up before the game, so like if I bled, it wouldn't get on my tights. So that's clear. To I them. mean, spin zone though, you you're giving him a job. If you yeah. if nobody was getting hurt, he would just be sitting, you know, not you doing go. anything. So you're giving him work <laughs> to do. You're making it's him more shine. Like I, I, made, I made him. I made him earn every ounce of his paycheck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> no, as, as if he didn't already, because he has to stay. He has to stay super late during the season every day. I made him work overtime that he probably didn't get paid for. Yeah. So I owe him like everything, and I definitely like utilized all the resources in the athletic training uh, facility. You <laughs> milked him. Yeah. <laughs> Well, shout out. You said his name was Corey? Shout out, Corey Orchicola. There we go. So, you know, you were saying you didn't expect to win the Defensive Player of the Year. Um, another thing that you probably didn't expect was seeing the seventh inning stretch at a Cubs game. And throwing out the pitch. And throwing right? out the first pitch. Yeah. I don't know if you're a Royals fan, but how was it throwing out the pitch at Wrigley Field and then singing the seventh inning stretch? Um, I actually am a little bit salty right now because I last night I watched the Cubs beat the Royals in Kaufman. <laughs> literally at like literally twenty four hours ago I was at Kaufman watching the Cubs beat the Royals. So I'm a little bit salty about it but uh perfect time. I have I have I have a I have a major allegiance to the Cubs. They're my NL team obviously. Um I can I I, I rationalize that. Uh, I can cheer for them because it's NL. I got the AL the Royals but yeah, I mean, so many. That was such an unreal experience. Literally, I was terrified. I hadn't thrown a baseball in like a year and a half, maybe more. <laughs> and like, I go up on the mound. It's, it's opening day at Wrigley. Like, yeah. Dream, literally dream, like dream about something like this. And like, you know, Coach Moser gives me the ball. He's like, I got because because it, it was originally supposed to be him, and they announced it on the like thing like, Roger Moser, Loyola uh, Chicago throwing on the first pitch. And he and he like asked me kind of jokingly earlier if, if I wanted to throw it because I was kind of nagging him about it. <laughs> and I didn't think he would like he was. I thought I didn't think he'd actually let me do it. Right. And then like we got up there and he was like he's like all right here go ahead and I was like oh <laughs> <laughs> so oh like, no this was a mistake. I'm like trying to loosen my arm up. I'm like I, I literally told because like all I can think about in my head is like fifty cent throwing that throwing that first <laughs> yeah. pitch like and I went that one way to the left yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and so I'm, I'm like, I literally go, I like walk up to the the catcher. I think he was a relief pitcher, and I'm like, I need you on your toes, man, because I have no <laughs> idea where it's going. <laughs> he was like, gave me a thumbs up. So, so I was like, right, I got to throw it from the rubber because you know I can't, I can't, I got to get up. If I'm gonna do it, I got to get up on the rubber. Right. So, I uh, I just kind of, I kind of guided it a little bit. I didn't, I didn't throw a, I didn't throw a, you know a fastball I kind of just gathered it but it got over the plate and that's all that matters absolutely did not embarrass myself no no and then and then doing and then get going up for the seven stretch i learned how bad my voice was because like i heard like 
the recording, being, being up there and looking down at the whole crowd and like hearing them chant, like you're leading the, the seventh inning stretch and, and they're all singing with you. It, that's, that's a really cool feeling because you feel the energy from, from the whole place and like obviously opening day at Wrigley, that's, that's something special. And, you know, Chicagoans are, are the, the, some of the best sports fans in the world. So just walking around, interacting with all those people, you know, who were, you know, you know, talking about how proud they were of us and, and how happy they were and, and all that. It just, it made us feel really good, you know, to be a part of the Chicago sports community. Yeah, absolutely. That was, that was such a cool moment just to like be a fan of even. Yeah. Same sister Jean out there too. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. She threw it underhand and stuff. My heart melted. We have another episode we can talk all about Sister Jean. (laughs) Yeah, we didn't bring up Sister Jean once in this whole interview. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. All right, next time. You guys need, yeah. to, get her, you guys need to get her on the show. Yeah, yeah we'll see. That is the hardest ticket in yeah, town. Yeah, To get... That's like the it, holy grail for us. Yeah, yeah. She's, already, she's already booked up through like 2029. Oh, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Well, talking they'll, about they'll famous people... Right, right behind like Good Morning America. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. We're, we're next in line after them. Yeah. All right, Ben. So last question. <laughs> Do you know who celebrity Anna Kendrick is? Um, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah, she's uh she's in what movie? She's in uh Pitch Perfect. In, uh, Perfect. Yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I was googling you today to learn about your uh contract and everything in Poland and like the 10th result is like 10 things you need to know about Anna Kendrick's new boyfriend Ben Richardson. And I clicked on it and I was like, "Well, Ben's killing it right now." <laughs> Turns out it's <laughs> turns out it's not you. But if you were to date a celebrity, who would be your number one celebrity crush? Yeah, because like Luka Doncic loves Jennifer Aniston. Yeah, yeah. He tweeted Luka. the eyes at her. Yeah. Yeah. Who is your celebrity crush? This is a tough one because because I've had I've had a couple of years that I've really been into. <laughs> Oh yeah, um, you can give us multiple. Yeah. You can give us give us a top five. Yeah. They're probably gonna hear this. Like like not to be creepy, like I've been like fantasizing about this for a long time. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, right now, right now, man. I, I mean, when I was younger, it was definitely like Katy Perry. But right now, oh, it's, it's a tough one. Like I saw I saw Halsey perform live this past like like uh two weeks ago yeah and uh i definitely fell in love with that show so i think i think i gotta put i gotta get halsey down as my celebrity crush because she killed it at her performance you gotta get and, rid uh, of g easy though love that. They're, they're done aren't they they're, oh they're are they <laughs> i don't know tim's googling her there's just all these stuff about her twerking and yeah. nothing about hold on let's see and she if you need to see her twerking that's the first thing that comes up on google if you google her <laughs> oh yeah they broke up you're right okay ben you're next in line congrats man yeah, yeah. you're clearly not keeping all track right, of this well. at all <laughs> very cool all right ben well we appreciate you uh taking the time to speak with us today and just everything you've done for Loyola basketball yeah, over the past you, four years it's been you know such just an honor and a privilege to watch as a fan you developed and you know takes to the final four and uh We'll continue to watch you in Poland, and if you know you want to fly us out there, we're not going to say no. Yeah, 
and do a live podcast. <laughs> and I'll, I can get, I'll get that negotiated in my contract. There yes. you go. Perfect. <laughs> yes. We'll do it all in Polish too since we're so fluent. Yeah. Right, right, right. I don't even need the translation. You guys got it. No. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we'll be your official translators. Hey, hey, thank you guys for having me on, man. And uh, uh, keep doing your thing. Keep generating the buzz for this for this loyal basketball program because I'll tell you, things are going up, up, up. There's a lot of exciting things going on with the practice facility and, and, and all that. So, you know, keep, keep generating the buzz, man. We're trying. That's the plan. All right, man. All right, man. Have a good night. Thank you again. You too. Thanks, guys. See ya. time for me to go. The autumn moon lights my way. But now I